Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, July 8th, 2020, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Dark Days That Lie Just Ahead. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, we ask that you would take complete control of this hour, this time that we have together. Lord God, we command in the name of Jesus Christ that every foul spirit, every hindering spirit, every spirit of lust, control, and pride, and wickedness, and demonic activity, and antichrist, and lying and deceiving spirits, spirits of chaos and confusion, Lord God, be bound this very hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command that it be done, and we plead the blooded Jesus against you, Satan, and your hordes. And Lord, we ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit have your way in this day, Lord God. Let the word resound out among the people. Draw those by the, the hearing of your spirit in the words that are spoken here today, Lord God, for our time is running out. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin the show for today, I would first like to put you in remembrance of a few things that will ultimately set the stage for what is just about to unfold during our time here together today. First of all, I would like to put you in remembrance of the fact that the year 2020 is the year according to a mandate from the Lord God as given to me by way of the small, still voice of His Holy Spirit on November 3rd, 2019 is the year of the unknown. 
And, my friends, it has thus far most definitely proven to be just that. The next thing that I would like for you to remember during the dark days that lie just ahead is that the Lord Jesus Christ himself, in the very word of God, tells us about the time that we have now entered into. When in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, he tells us to see that no man deceives you. My friends, for the time that we now find ourselves living in here at 1159 in split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, these times, my friends, are desperately evil. In just the past week, I have been reminded by the Lord God many times of what we are told in the Bible about Satan's position, not only concerning some of the dark days that we are now entering into and that lie dead ahead, but perpetually. Satan's position is this, my friends, and is found in such places like 1 Peter 5, chapter 5, verse 8, where the Lord God warns us by way of Peter to, quote, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. It is also the reason that the Lord Jesus Christ himself, my friends, reminds us in John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10, of whom he is and why he has come for our benefit. When John states, quote, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that have ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Continuing on, Jesus as well states, the thief, in reference to Satan, my friends, cometh not says the Lord Jesus, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus ends this portion of scripture by stating, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And is the very reason, my friends, that the Lord God so wants us to heed his warnings. How are we to do that? Well, if you go back for just a moment to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, which led up to chapter 5, verse 8 before, we find out when Peter says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. My friends, in just a mere 118 days from this very day, on November 3rd, 2020, exactly one year to the day since the Lord gave me the mandate for this year on November 3rd, 2019, we here in America will enter into the time of the casting of our ballots in the election 
of the next president of the United States of America, of whom is many times referred to as the leader of the free world. And the Lord God, for the last little while, has been reminding me of a scripture found in John chapter 4, verse 35, of which states, Say not ye, therefore, there are yet four, four months. Say ye not, say not ye, say not ye, my friends, there are yet four months, and then come the harvest. The Lord says, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. My friends, I have said it before, and I will say it again, and I find in saying so that I am not alone. For recently, I have heard many saying the very same thing, which is that no matter who wins this coming election, destruction is determined and is still on the way. Because we are at the end and we shall not begin again. And for that very reason, we can begin to see just why so many people in the world at this very hour, especially here in the United States of America, are now beginning to wake up to the fact that it is much later than it seems And that now is the time more than ever to do just what is outlined in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 11, where Isaiah adjures or commands all within the hearing of his voice, just as I am as well sent here this very day to do. Quote, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. My friends, the time of mankind living upon the face of this earth, on this side of the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ's bride, is growing ever short. And is the reason, my friends, I now present to you our first piece of the day, 
which has been provided to us by way of Mr. Michael Schneider of the most important news.com dated June 28, 2020 and is titled a warning about the tsunami waves of hatred that are coming upon America of which Mr. Snyder begins thusly by stating in 2018 Monique Bizet was shown that there would be tsunami waves of hatred coming upon the nation. And he says, and so say I, my friends, that is precisely what is happening right now. Mr. Snyder continues by sharing over the years, she has been shown many times the great rioting, looting, and violence that it would soon engulf this country. But even though she has had such remarkable prophetic experiences, most Americans have never heard about her. In fact, most Americans, he said, have never heard of any of the major prophetic voices that have been trying to warn this nation. Mr. Snyder as well states that one of the goals of this website is to change that. These prophetic warnings need to be heard, and we are trying to sound the alarm as loudly as we can. He then shares, here are two prophetic experiences that Monique had in November of 2018. Prophetic vision, Jesus' feet mark cities for judgment and destruction. November 10th, 2018, I heard the Lord say judgment is coming. The nation will be judged, he said. He said it twice, very distinct, with great authority and very sternly. It certainly got my attention, says Miss Bissett, who then goes on to share. The Lord said there are tsunami waves of hatred coming upon the nation to divide it even more between all kinds of groups. There is going to be intimidation, fear tactics to seek manipulation and control population. She then says, we read about hearts waxing or growing, my friends, cold and people being offended and betraying one another in Matthew chapter 24, verses 9 through 13. Quote, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax or grow, my friends, cold, says the Lord God through Matthew. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Monique then states that the Lord God showed her that very strong riots are coming. When she says, I've heard many, I've had many visions of riots on streets of America, destruction, chaos, fights, looting, and all kinds of rebellion throughout the nation. 
She as well states that the Lord also gave me a vision on November 11th, 2018 regarding judgment, of which Monique conveys in this manner. I could see the bottom part of the white robe of Jesus. I didn't see his face, just the part of his feet. His feet are like brass and on fire. Everything around him is on fire. The fire is coming out of him, and he is walking over the map of the USA. And as he is walking, every step he is taking is so gracious and full of his majesty. And the fire under his feet is coming up, and he starts to mark states. As he marks the states, the fire remains on them. He is a consuming fire, and the fire on the states represents judgments coming to the nation. Monique continues by saying, the states that he showed me doesn't mean that they are the only states that will be judged. The whole nation will be judged. I was only given a piece of the puzzle. One of them is California, New York, Florida, Nevada, and Texas. There are more, but this was what was shown to me, she says. Next, Monique conveys that the Lord said, Let my people know that I will never leave them nor forsake them, as is stated in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it is as well said, Let your conversation be without covetousness, or greed, my friends, and be content with such things as ye have, for he saith, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. As Mr. Snyder brings this piece to an end, Monique states that these warnings are not to put us in fear, but to warn us to repent and to come back to our first love. She ends by stating, as a nation, we have forsaken the Lord and turned our backs on him, and judgments are coming, and they will be severe. But in the midst of judgments, we have to, we have to cry out for mercy and cleave to the Lord closer than ever. In the midst of judgments, she says, we stand by faith, so to do great exploits, as the word tells us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and 33, when it is stated, quote, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he, in reference to Satan's antichrist beast, corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword, by flame, by captivity, and by spoil many days. And my friends, 
On that most sobering note, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our expose of the dark days that lie just ahead.
is Lord. Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus is the Messiah, and he is the Christ, our God's anointed one. Okay, now, my friends, as we enter into the second half of our show for today, it begins with another warning from the Lord God as given to Miss Monique Bissett and posted by Mr. Michael Snyder, author of the themostimportantnews.com, dated to, uh, June 24th. 2020, and is titled, There Was a Sense of War and Great Chaos and Mass Civil Unrest, of which Mr. Snyder prefaced this in this way, my friends, all over the world, God has been giving people glimpses of the judgments that are coming. But most Christians are completely ignoring these warnings. Just like throughout the rest of human, human history, he says, most people simply do not want or like to hear that bad things are going to happen. And most people definitely, he says, do not want to hear that there will be consequences for their actions Mr. Snyder continues by stating, the following is a prophetic warning that Monique Bissett uh, received in 2018 that she just sent to me via email. One of the things that she was shown in this vision was mass civil unrest. And without a doubt, that is now what is starting to happen. Here is what she was shown. At 5 a.m. on July 24th, 2018, I woke up after I had three separate prophetic visions, uh, which all tied together and all took place in high-rise buildings. All of the visions had a sense of urgency and pressing to be diligent about getting saved coming to Jesus humbly and getting our lives right with the Lord. When God repeats words or visions and dreams, he is trying to get our attention and get us to wake up. With that thought in mind, Monique shares Job chapter 22, verse 28, where it is said, quote, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. She then as well cites Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 14, which states, quote, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it, and God doeth it that men should fear before him, which means to respect him, my friends. Monique then shares that in each dream, I was on a top floor and there was a person dressed in white, like a robe standing next to me and speaking to me, but I could not see his face. I believe he was an angel, she said, just before going on to say, I was in the spirit, so everything made sense. The floors were white. Everything inside the apartment was white. There was no walls around me, just windows in all directions. 
through these windows, she says, the Lord showed me things, events coming to our nation. She then states, I heard great explosions outside and saw a lot of smoke, like when buildings are being, when buildings are pulverized, she said. There was great destruction all over. Continuing on, she says, I had a microphone in my hand and I was doing a prophetic broadcast. As I was preaching, I was walking back and forth in the apartment and seeing the destruction. There was a sense of war and great chaos and a mass civil unrest. There was great urgency and no time to waste or play. Just great urgency to get the prophetic news out, to let people know and blow the trumpet so they could prepare. Then I saw scrolls appear before me as judgment declarations with lots of scriptures on papyrus-type paper. They were very holy, she says, just before going on to say. The scrolls had bold letters in the center like a heading and lots and lots of scriptures. There, was, there were more than one, so several decrees of judgment. I knew that I knew what the scrolls meant and what each scripture was. And they had to do with great divine judgments coming upon the nation. My assignment was to take the gospel out and declare the word and the prophetic news with great urgency. All three dreams repeated the same topic in the same night. When I woke up, the Lord said to me, quote, very strong judgments are coming. Prepare yourselves. Remember Pastor Dana Coverstone? He said that the Lord told him in what he saw, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. Now the Lord is telling Monique, very strong judgments are coming. Prepare yourselves. Let my people know to get ready to get their houses in order and to repent from their wicked ways and return to me with their whole heart. In Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, it states, quote, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Monique ends this prophetic word from the Lord God by stating, Please pray and intercede for this nation like never before. Great distress and destruction is coming. Blessings to all, brothers and sisters. Moving ahead, our next piece is yet another prophetic word from the Lord God, as given to Mr. Marty Breeden, posted by Mr. Michael Schneider, June 17, 2020, simply titled, Old Church Dream, of which Mr. Schneider presents to us in this fashion when he begins by sharing, In this day and age, 
it is so easy for churches and Christian ministries to get away from the simplicity of the message of the cross. He says, I believe that a dream that Marty Breeden just posted on his Facebook page is an important reminder for us all. Old Church Dream, June 17th, 2020. I want to share a dream from last night, says Mr. Breeden, that I think is largely personal, but also applies to the body as well. He begins by stating, let me preface this dream by saying that I went to bed last night very discouraged. As always, I'm honest with you. He then states, in my dream, it seemed as though I was leading or pastoring a group of people. Some of the people I knew, many I didn't. I remembered arriving at this old, beat-up, tattered, and torn, and worn-out church. The people followed me to the door. He says, I recall pulling out my key to unlock the door, and to my surprise, the door was already unlocked, he says. I remember being embarrassed by this and thinking, good grief, the locks don't even work. Anybody could get in here anytime. Mr. Breeden then shares, I walked into the church and what I saw stunned me. There was nothing there. No beautiful ornate pews, no great lighting, no fancy pulpit, nothing. In fact, he says, there was no electricity, nor any running water, no hymnals, and the only Bible there was the one I was holding in my hand. He continues by saying, the place was run down, musty. I saw spider webs. He stated, in shame, I hung my head and silently prayed, oh, God, how can I possibly lead a people to you and for you in such dire circumstances, in such a rundown place? Mr. Braden then says, it was then that a mighty man of God, who I have much respect for, spoke up. He said, this man's father had great influence on me as a boy, for he was a powerhouse for God. Mr. Breeden then shares, this brother looked at me compassionately and said, Marty, it, it'll, it will be fine. Don't worry about anything you see or don't see, for the Spirit of the Lord is here. Mr. Breeden then states in the telling of this prophetic dream, my friends, I immediately woke up. He then went on to share that it is his belief that, quote, in these last days, I do not believe the church is going to ever look like it once did because much of it was broken. He then says, Jesus did say in Luke chapter 14, verse 23, to his disciples and us, that we are to, quote, 
go into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. He has well said we are to go out into all the world and tell them to come into the kingdom of God. He further states that's where we have often missed it. Mr. Breeden ends his dream presentation by sharing something that the Lord God told me as well many, many years ago, which is that it is not about a building or about a program or a building addition or music or fancy preaching or an edifice. It's about a simple message reaching out to a lost and dying world and inviting them to the old rugged cross. Yes, my friends, I am here to tell you that what the Lord God showed Mr. Breeden in his prophetic dream is the very same thing that he has well conveyed to me many years ago as I and my husband, Pastor Tom, set as pastors in one of the biggest mega churches in America, right here in Phoenix, Arizona. The Lord God has in time past as well told me that it is, quote, every man for himself, meaning that each and every one of us must come to the foot of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, spiritually speaking, by way of the power and working of God's Holy Spirit and by way, my friends, of our own God-given free will and submit it and our lives unto the Lord and only Savior of the world who is none other than the one and only true and living God's one and only begotten Son, whose name is Jesus Christ. Now, that is not to say that God does not appoint preachers, teachers, evangelists, missionaries, and prophets to speak his word under the power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit to draw people into the kingdom of God, because he does. A fine example of that, my friends, is seen in Matthew chapter 22, beginning at verse 1, in which the Lord says, in which Matthew says of the Lord, and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parable and said, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king, which would be God, my friends, which made a marriage for his son, which would be be Jesus Christ, and sent forth his servants, which are his preachers, teachers, prophets, evangelists, and missionaries, to call them that were bidden to the wedding, which would be the rapture, my friends. We'll start there at least. And they would not come. They are all those in the world today that refuse to obey the Lord my friends. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, 
I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise, and the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all, as many as they could find, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, which would now be a portrayal of the final judgment of God, my friends, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. You know, the Lord is one who knows the end from the beginning and everything in between. And he said unto him, Friend, how comest thou come in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is an expression of being cast eternally into the lake of fire, because you tried to pretend to be a Christian. You thought just being a good person, you thought whatever way you thought was going to get you into eternal life or a place called heaven, but it didn't work. The Lord ends this set of scriptures by saying, for many are called, but few are chosen. My friends, with that said, now that we are at the end and we shall not begin again, as the Lord has said, it is surely high time and way past time to get saved out of and from your sins by way of the precious and holy shed blood that the Lord Jesus Christ shed upon the cross of Calvary for me and for you. My friends, this world which we now find ourselves living in is on a steady course to soon end up on the doorstep of the open rule and tyrannical reign of Satan's soon-to-be-revealed Antichrist beast false prophet, and soon-coming Mark of the Beast worldwide system. But before that time, my friends, comes, make no mistake about it. All who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only Savior of the world, and who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return and appearing will be whisked away in what is called the rapture or catching away of the church or the bride of Christ. 
For the word of God reminds us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where Paul is speaking and states, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. He's talking about the time of the rapture approaching, my friends. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Because the rapture, my friends, is a time that the world at large is not waiting for. Only those who are ready, watching, and waiting, and praying, and belong to the Lord Jesus Christ will be going in the rapture. No one will notice that they've gone for just a bit, but once they do, all H-E double toothpicks is about to break loose because then those who've heard this word like on this very day but find themselves on the other side of the rapture not saved and not gone with the Lord Jesus Christ will know that they will then be first in line for the mark of the beast which will doom their soul for all eternity because they heard the word and they chose never to take the Lord Jesus Christ free gift that wasn't so free because he paid for it with his precious and holy blood. But it was for us as a gift. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends. He is our way of escape and our hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by way of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we shall live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. My friends, the Lord God here in the just the past seven months of this year, called 2020, has gotten super serious about the fact that our time is running out to make our decision as to whom we will serve and where we will spend our eternity. It will either be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ or in the lake of fire with Satan. The choice is wholly, totally, and solely up to you. But you must make your decision quickly. For there again, time as we have known it, is running out. The reason I am here today is to ask you that if you died today, do you really know? I mean, do you really, really, really 
know where you will spend your eternity, which means time without end. My friends, if you can't honestly say in your heart that you know where you will be spending your eternity, given the choices between the two places that there are, before this show ends, you can know where you will spend it. And here's how. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It says might be saved, my friends, because like I said before, the choice is purely up to you and no one else. It's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. You either ask him to forgive you of your sins, begin to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for yourself, begin to walk with those of like faith, quit denying the Lord God, quit denying the Lord Jesus, quit denying the Holy Spirit, for God is a spirit, my friends. He that believeth on him, says the word of God, is not condemned. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. But the word also says, my friends, he that believeth not is condemned already. So if you want to continue to deny the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord God, and the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, and you want to go to the lake of fire, you don't have anything else to do. Just keep doing what you're doing but I hope that's not your choice. The word ends here by saying, he that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, is not condemned, but he that believeth believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It also says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And as you know from hearing me week after week, I like to say right living in Jesus Christ. The word of God continues by saying, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever says the word of God, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. My friends, today is the day of salvation. We've never seen in the last 20 or so years prophetic words being rendered with such boldness in the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. We feel in our spirit because our spirit is connected to God by way of his Holy Spirit. That ark door is about to close. 
And you know what happened the last time that happened? When the people chided Noah for 120 years while he built the ark for the rain that had never happened on the face of the planet before, finally the day came when Noah and his seven other family members, sons, wives, and wife, were the only ones to escape the world that was then. The rest came beating on the door as the rain fell and the ark door was closed, wanting in. But God's grace at that point was over. And that is about to happen again. That ark was a representation of Jesus that would come 2,000 years later, my friends. And so therefore, Jesus Christ is our ark of safety. He is the only way to eternal life. So I say today that if you do not know him, and especially if you already have known him and you've walked away, my friends, it's high time and way past time to get your lives back in order with the Lord because he's not messing around. And one day, that lake of fire will be real to you if you're not ready to meet the Lord in the air when he comes to whisk away his bride, which are those who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return. My friends, the scripture that I just read you was the plan of God's salvation. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, or your way of escape through the work that he's already done upon the cross of Calvary. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, and his name is Jesus Christ, my friends, shall be saved. My friends, today I would just like to pray with you if you feel that prick in your heart where the Holy Spirit is once again warning you that your time is just about up. And my friends, you know, if you feel that prick from the Holy Spirit in your heart, you know it's not too late, but you don't want to keep messing around with God. Because like I said, he knows the end from the beginning. And one day your time is going to be up. And you no longer have a chance to eternally be with him in heaven. And will be cast forever into the lake of fire. So while it is still yet called today, my friends, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. Begin to walk with him. Begin to share him with others. Read God's word. 
learn to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for yourself. And the best way to do that, my friends, is to obey God's word because the Lord says obedience is better than sacrifice. And the first thing that Jesus told the disciples upon his leaving this earth that needed to take place for them to be his witnesses was to wait and tarry upon the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, which was marked by the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And it has never changed, my friends. That is how you know that you are filled with God's indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit. So today, my friends, the first step that has to be taken is to either ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and to bring you into the fold, or to rededicate your life if you're backslidden and begin to do what you need to do with the Lord to return to your first love. With that said, my friends, I would like to pray a prayer of repentance It's about your heart, not your mind. It's about your heart and your sincerity towards the Lord. And he's the one who will know if it's true in the words that you speak. So today, my friends, if you feel the Lord calling you because time is short, and this might be your only time that this ever happens again, my friends, it's getting to a point where we just don't know what will happen in the next second. So the fact is, is if today... You would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ or rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Please pray this prayer with me. And with that said, let us begin. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, and the work that he did upon the cross of Calvary for us in the shedding of his precious and holy blood, for the remission remission and covering of our sins. We thank you for that gift. And Lord Jesus, now I come before you and I bow down, O King, and I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. And I ask that you would wash me white as snow by the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, I know that you're faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And therefore, I know and I feel the overflowing joy in my heart that today I've become your child or I've come back to you, Lord Jesus, to forever be true. And I ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit have your way in my life each and every day. And I say thank you, Lord Jesus for saving my soul. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe in we are John wrote about the end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelations for yourself. 
Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus, and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?